0: Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Ohana Podcast. Once again, my name is Lima and I am your host. Thank you so much for supporting the Scattered Abroad Network. It's June and our podcast uh, this month focuses on the spiritual leader of the home. With Father's Day coming up, this is a necessary uh, uh, study a necessary topic to discuss because again, dealing with the war on our Ohana there, there just have been a lack of leadership, uh, spiritual leadership in many homes. Um, in many homes, the spiritual leader is the wife. And so, I wanna, I wanna help out the guys. I wanna help out the men in the house, and this is really about us men, uh, us dads, uh, being the spiritual leader for our family. That's that's the biblical, uh, blueprint, if you will. God made you the uh, the man, the spiritual leader to your wife and to your children, and I I remember you know uh hearing a lot about our responsibility because that's that's the the easy thing to point out from the scripture that men you are responsible for this men you are supposed to lead your home and your family and and we're told that all the time and what i often don't hear a lot about is how do you lead or what are some practical things that a man can do, or a husband can do, or a father can do, uh, to be the spiritual leader of his home, and and that's what I want to share with us on the podcast uh, uh, right now. You know, uh, I want to share some things that that I know I have done that work that that is helping my family, and and things that I can improve on. There's always room for improvement. And and so I want to share with you just four things for now. And feel free to add, you know, to add any other to this list. But I want to share with you that these four things was sort of like the starting point for me, because I never really had a, a mentor that can that had taught me, you know, Lima, this is how you be a spiritual leader in your family these are some of the things that you kind of learn from the scriptures and you kind of learn as you go and as you prioritize God in your family so consider you know a consider this a practical guide for spiritual leadership in the home and, and the first thing is this if if you want to lead your household spiritually men you must first Be a godly husband to your wife. And we're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 31. Paul says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So, So to be a godly husband, you've got to practice sacrificial love towards your wife. Right? Make sacrifices for her. Um. You have to be there. just like here, uh, husbands were told to be like Jesus and what he did for the church. what What did Jesus do for the church? Jesus died for the church. He gave himself for the church. And, and if he went to that the, the the extreme, that's the extreme, to die for something. If, if he would if he would do that for the church, what else uh, would he not do? I mean, he died for the church and so forth. He will do everything else that the church needs. And that's the idea here, that as husbands, if you're willing to die for your wife, then you're willing to make any other sacrifice that needs to be made for her. Right? Paul says that as Christ also loved the church, gave himself for her. To be that godly husband, you have to sacrifice For your wife and it continues on that he might sanctify and cleanse her Um, to be a godly husband not only you love sacrificially you also need to help her to live holy help her in holy living How, how do you do that well here's what the bible says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church well, how, how does Jesus purify the church, not only through the blood that he spilled that washes away our, our sins, but the continuing cleansing of his word, right? The word of God, it makes us sanctified. John 17, 17, Jesus says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so in other words, husbands, to be a, a, a godly husband to your wife, the spiritual leader of the home, you got to spend time with her in the word. Teaching her about the will of God. All right. And then skip down. Paul says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own body. So you got to have sacrificial love. You got to help her in holy living. But here's the other one. Treat her the way you treat yourself. That's what Paul is saying. All right? So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes it and cherishes it. In other words, provide for your wife. How how you care for your own body, care for her in such such a way. How how you often find the need for rest, give her some rest. How you often find a need to be out with friends, let her go out with friends. How you find the need to, you know, you you know what I'm talking about, all right? Treat her the way you treat yourself, all right? And then you skip down further in the text. Notice here, Paul makes a reference to leaving and cleaving. He says, "For for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh." The other way you need to be a godly husband to your wife is she is prioritized. She comes before your, your own family. Your, she comes before your mom. She comes before your dad, your sisters, your brothers. Your wife comes before your family, your relatives, all right? your aunties, your uncles, your cousins. She is priority. Right, she is now your responsibility. A lot of the of the marriages that end up in divorce, uh, one of the the number one reasons is finance. One of the other reasons that is up there is in laws. Right, they haven't learned to leave and cleave. They haven't learned to prioritize each other. That there's there's a war that their spouse is wanting their attention, and they give their attention to their family and 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 prioritize everyone but her or everyone but him this goes for the ladies too but i'm speaking to the men right your wife is your priority even 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 your children come second to her right your children learn how to be how how to be a husband and a wife they learn about marriage from your example so, to be a godly husband, you got to sacrifice for her. You got to help her in holy leaving. You got to treat her the way you treat yourself. You got to provide for her needs. She comes before your family, she is your priority. We'll go over to 1 Peter 3 and verse 7 because there are other points there. Uh, Peter says in, in 1 Peter 3 and verse 7 husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding. Get to know your wife. Do you know the person you're married to? Get to know her. What are her needs? What's her love language? That's a very important thing to consider in marriages. Each person in a marriage has a love language, right? And you could have the same love language. Nothing wrong with that. But often it's the case, uh, uh, husbands, we don't know the love language of our wife. We We don't know her. We don't know what she likes, and then we try to love her the way we think is loving to her, right? And take for example, you know, there are several love languages. Um, there's uh touch, there's uh quality time, there's gift giving, there's uh uh, uh words of affirmation, and so if your wife's love language is and there's acts of service, if if your wife's main love language is acts of service. You are not loving her if you buy all these different gifts for her and you spend hundreds of dollars on gifts. You're not speaking her love language. right? And so get to know her. Dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. here's the other thing. Husband, you do the heavy lifting. Lift the heavy things for her. Carry the, 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 the burdens for her. Make it easy for her. Be a gentleman. And then he says, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Your treatment of your wife impacts your prayer life. If you don't love her, your prayers can be hindered. All right? So first of all, to, to be the spiritual leader of the home, you need to be a godly husband. That's where it begins. Your relationship with your wife, with your spouse, right? And I understand there are families out there that are broken. Maybe you're listening to this one and you're not married anymore. You know, take take from the podcast what you can take from it. I know that, you know, being a godly husband isn't always uh, 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 in everybody's case because some are just a spiritual leader of their home without a husband. Right? or without a wife here's the second practical thing to do to be the spiritual leader of the home uh, bring your family to the church assembly man this is so important I, I remember I remember uh making that decision that we will never miss church for anything. right the church comes before everything else someone someone is this is not origi- original of me. Uh, I don't know where it originated from, but someone said this, that gathering with God's people should be your excuse for missing everything. It is so important to bring your family to the assembly of God's people. In marriages where the mom uh, is the only spiritual uh, uh, person in the marriage, um, the the, the likelihood of children not coming to church is very high in marriages where the man or the husband is the only oh, is the only uh, one going to church the children will, will likely come to church with him let me tell you something there i know of people that their children have left the church because their husband was not a christian and when mom Gets ready to come to worship, and she has been bringing the the little kids. When those kids grow up and they see their father sitting at home watching football, guess what? Those kids would love to do, sit at home and watch football during the gathering of the of the saints. And so there, I know a lot that that are now just worshiping by themselves. Their children are lost in the world, along with their husband. Husband, you are the leader. You are the leader of the home. Bring your family to the assembly of the Lord's people. Hebrews chapter 10, verse uh, 24 and 25. uh, The Hebrews writer says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. There are so many whose manner is when something important comes, church has to wait. right. Or when when they were willing to compromise gathering with God's people, uh, for something less important, All right? So, what would be husbands and fathers? Listen up! What would be the manner of your household? Would you would you not forsake the assembly? Will will your practice be the forsaking of the assembling of the church? Right? It's important to come together because when we come together as God's people, not only do you encourage your family, you're encouraging others by your example. Right, You're encouraging others by your example. God must come first, bringing your family to the assembly. Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. To be the godly or spiritual leader of the home. Or the godly leader in the home. You need to be a godly husband. You need to bring your family to the assembling of the church. Here's number three. You need to lead Bible time in your home. Make time in your home. Every day. Where your children are listening to the word of God. Where they could sing songs of praise where you can all as a family read from the word of God and grow together as a family. That is so important. I, I think about what what God commanded the fathers of Israel to do. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 through 7, uh, the Bible says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your hearts. If you're going to lead Bible time in your Home, you need to put God's word in your house first. Put God's word in your heart first and foremost. Right? Store it up. Know what it says. You cannot teach your children what you do not know. Right? You got to know the word of God in order to teach your children. So the first thing is these words shall be in your hearts. These words shall be in your heart. And then the text continues, you shall teach them diligently to your children, right? After you put the word of God in your heart and in your mind, you put that word in your children's mind. You teach them. Maybe you want to ask the question, uh, Lima, when should I teach my children? Well, the text continues, right? You shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way. When you lie down, when you rise up. How, how are you supposed to teach your your children? Do it diligently. Talk to them about God often in a day. Do it in your home. Do it when you're in a car ride. Do it as much as you can. Teach them about God. Right? You got to lead your family in Bible time every day. You gotta figure out what part of the day works for. For your family, in my home, it's 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 evening, it's at night, right after dinner. Sometimes before dinner, sometimes right before bed, we sing some songs. We look at the scriptures. Sometimes we just pray together. Right, it doesn't have to be, you know, organized all the time. Though that that doesn't hurt. But you know, in 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 reality, there were times when we came home from an event, all tired, and so our Bible time was. Prayer, or sometimes we do Bible time in the car ride while sitting through traffic. We'll sing songs and talk about our God. Make sure there's a time of the day every day where you talk to your children about God. Lead your family in Bible time every day. I want to read uh this little bit of statistic before we get to the fourth point here, right? To, to to be the spiritual leader in your home, you need to be a godly husband, right? You need uh, You need to be a godly husband. You need to bring your family to the church assembly. You need to lead your family in Bible time. Teach them the Bible every day or every night. And here's the fourth point. Let me read this bit of information first. According to the USA News and World Report, 53% of teenagers report spending less than 30 minutes a day with their fathers. Less than 30 minutes a day with their fathers. There are 24 hours in a day. Most people sleep around those, about around 8 hours. So that's, that, that's 16 hours of day and night, right? Of daylight to, to darkness, and these teens are reported 53% of them spend less than 30 minutes with their fathers. That's not a lot of time. You know how many hours the evolutionist is spending with your child in the public school? All right? That's, that's an hour a day uh, uh, if there's just one science class. But then it's not just science, right? They're they're trying to to teach anti God things at school. So, so so the the teachers spend more time with children who are counted in this fifty three percent of teenagers. The teachers spend more time than their fathers. Of one thousand teenagers interviewed. Twenty-five do not discuss their daily activities with their parents. Twenty-five percent don't talk about being bullied at school. Don't talk about uh, uh things that happen throughout the day that are negative, right? Or even positive. They don't get to share some good news with their parents or their fathers. They don't talk about it, right? Forty-two percent. Had not received parental words of praise. During the past 24 hours. Right. So not a single great job. Not a single. You you did well son or or daughter. I'm so proud of you. They don't hear about that type of stuff. That's 42%. That's a lot of children. And here's the sad one. 50%. Had not gotten a hug or kiss. And 54% had not heard the words, I love you. That's sad. Here's the second point. Or the, the final point. Dads, here's something you can do. Or parents, here's something you can do. Do the bedtime blessing with your children. What what we do in our home, the, we call it the bedtime blessing, uh, right before they they sleep or when we're tugging them in, uh, whichever whichever uh time of of the night, we make sure we do bedtime blessing. So what we do is we look at our children, we hold their hands, each of their hands. We have six, so we do this for each of them, right? We hold we hold their hand, hands, we look at each other eye to eye, and then. And then I would ask my, my my child, do you see my eyes? And they respond, yes. Do you see, I see your eyes. They respond, yes. Do you know that I love you? They will say, yes. Even when you do good, yes. Even when you do bad, yes. Do you know that you can do all things in Christ? Yes. Do you know that daddy wants you to be a Christian? Yes. Do you know who loves you more than daddy and mommy? Yes, and 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 I ask them who is that? And they say, God. Parents, it's so important to tell our children that they are loved. 54% of teenagers do not hear the words I love you from their own parents. We have to let our children know that they that that we love them. Dads, it's It's not awkward to to tell your son, son, I love you. That that is necessary. That's being a father. You think about our father in heaven. He tells us that he loves us. He tells us how how he showed us he loves us. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In this, the love of God was manifest toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Does God tell his children that he loves them? Absolutely. Dads, are we telling our children that we love them? Do they know that we love them? Or are they among the 54% that never hear words of praise? They always get scoldings. They always get uh, uh, lickings. They always get uh, uh, negativity and correction. No words of praise. That is how you break a child. That is how you raise adults that grow up and continue and perpetuate the lack of love in their own households. This world needs spiritual leaders. That's how we help this, this world to be better place. Again, we're fighting a war. And men, you are the leader of that battle for your family. Be the spiritual leader by being a godly husband to your wife. Be, be the spiritual leader by bringing your family to the church assembly. Be the spiritual leader by having Bible time every day. I recently just came from camp and there are some kids uh, that, that are in the church that were at camp. They didn't know how to pray. Who, who's teaching them how to pray? You know, at the very least, our children learn how to pray on their own. When they hear us pray. That says something about those parents. Doesn't it? That their child doesn't know how to pray. It may be because the parents do not pray at all. Have Bible time every day. As a family. And then do the bedtime blessing. With your children. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that God loves them. Thank you so much guys for for listening again i hope that this lesson uh will encourage many of us fathers out there that are struggling that are in need of of some spiritual practical things to do i just given you four and let me tell you if you will do these four things you will see the change you will you will soon realize that you are the leader in your family you will see the confidence uh, you will have the confidence of being that leader and your children will see you as that spiritual leader they will see you as that prioritized god uh recently we we were getting ready to ride on on a on a train uh here in hawaii they just opened up the, the public train system they've been building for years for millions of billions of dollars. Well, recently we were in the car and then my children uh, heard me, had a conversation with a woman that called and, and asking to be baptized. And my children were in the back seat. They know we're about to leave to go ride the train. And my son said, one of the most encouraging things, he said, well, we can always go to ride the train later. Baptism is more important. Kids know what we prioritize. They prioritize what we prioritize. Dads, we need to lead our homes. Lead your family to heaven by being the spiritual leader that God has called you to be. Thank you so much for listening, guys. God bless you all. Take care.